What's going on, Undrafted family? Merry Christmas Eve. And we are your Undrafted podcast crew. Man, I'm honestly excited to be here. Like I said, yes, sir. Episode Christmas Eve, my favorite time of the year. I'm excited to be here with my family, um, not only physically, but also with you guys. Um, and to be able to have a great opportunity that we have um, with our guests. It's honestly exciting. Like I said, great time of the year, great vibes, uh, a lot of good yeah. things happening. So I'm very grateful and and just um, feel very blessed to be able to have this opportunity with you guys. How are you guys doing? Amen, amen. Grateful, um, man. Happy that we got to the end of the year, man. This 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 year was something else. I'm, for I'm, sure. For sure. I'm crazy, sure, crazy year. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure 2021 <laughs> is going to be any better or any, any more fun. But that being said, uh, yeah, just prayers. Uh, lots of prayers, but I'm I'm excited we made it through. Yeah, I agree with my husband, Danny. Um, just a lot of crazy up and downs with just a lot of ups and knowing the opportunity and blessings we have to be even on this podcast with so many humbled guests and being able to learn um, during the pandemic is, is still growth for me. And, you know, I just got to look at it positive and just really looking forward to see what 2021 it has in store for all three of us. Um, big news coming up. For, you know, my my brother, Kevin, you know, time's been coming and we're excited for that. So please stay tuned for next week's live episode that we will be having with my brother who will be having an announcement uh, for our undrafted fans. Okay, and then um, also we also want to include the idea that we will be having the opportunity to catch up with our fans, too. So if there's anything you guys want to ask us, make sure you drop them in the comments uh, below on our YouTube page, as well as on Instagram in our at undrafted.com. Yeah, no, thank you. Thank you for that. Um, you know, I'm excited. Like I said, uh, the opportunity for myself is an opportunity for all of us. So, you know, I'm, I'm extremely humbled and just excited. I'm excited. You know, like I stated earlier. It's about, early, it's I'm about just, time. You've, you've, you've put in a lot of hard work. It's, it's about time. Yes, yeah, sir. thank you. Thank you. Like I said, I mean, you know, I'm just excited for us. I feel, you know, like we're, we're headed in the right direction and and just just extremely humbled. I, I can't I can't stop using that word. And I know that we all have used that word plenty of times. And it's just, it's just humbling. It's humbling to the the things that are happening for us. And, and we're just ready to give back. You know, yeah, I think that that's yeah. our, our biggest thing is being able to give back to, you know, everybody that's helped us. And, and I'm excited. Yeah. And like I said, Merry Christmas again to everybody watching and to you guys. Uh, definitely love you guys. And it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. It's a lot of fun for sure. For sure. Stay tuned for that. And with that being said, we also want to direct our attention to Smiles Missionary Foundation. Um, this foundation focuses on offering our youth and adults the possibility of a better education, access to essential medical care uh, for the normal development of childhood, basic and essential nutrients and nutrition um, plans for their growth ease of attending school and developing moral and social values, and most importantly, spiritual, that makes the child a good human being. At the same time, it gives each of the participants the privilege of discovering and fulfilling a purpose in this life. So if you see yourself donating towards this very special missionary foundation of smiles, please donate to our websites that will be dropped below on this link after we are done with our special guest this uh, evening. And most importantly, the focus is that we can all draw smiles on family faces all around the world. 
Awesome. That, that sounds that sounds amazing. Thank you again, Smiles and uh, Pastor Gustavo Esquarzone. Yes, sir. Hey, the original, the original. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, is it is it that time? Is it that time? Yes, sir. I believe Let's do it. it. Let's do it. Let's, Let's get it. <laughs> well, uh, undrafted podcast family, it's time to bring in our guest. Um, he was born in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Uh, he worked at Central Point Christian Academy. He coaches grad athletes and focuses on building their skills, both, uh, you know, physically and ac academically, excuse me. He attended Adam Central High in Monroe, Indiana, uh, where he uh, wrestled. The wrestling is his thing. I mean, honestly, knowing different, having a, a different sport background, like for you, Kevin, it's soccer, like incorporating those things into basketball. It, it, it gives you a, a level up like you you have now something else you know how to use uh over the uh, yeah you, i mean Correct. yeah i mean you you as a trainer you know how important it is to to know how to use your body to know what your body is able to do and what it's not able to do so i mean you as a trainer you know that how important that is and being able to you know pick up those different things from different sports yep exactly. yeah so after high school he uh walked on to indiana tech and then he left Indiana Tech in 2016, and now uh, he was within his third year coaching uh, the gold uh, team, should I say, or gold segment of the post grad. Um, yeah, post grad. Excuse me, I can't okay. even speak today. Uh, <laughs> All right. Our uh, guest today is Jeff Metzger. Woo! Hey, guys. Hey, 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 hey. How you doing, <laughs> sir? <laughs> It's all right, Danny. Sometimes I can't speak either. So man, you know. today's one of those days, man. Every 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 R is an L, and I don't know what's going on. Yeah, that's how it is. <laughs> but I'm so happy you're here. Thank you for joining us today. Good to um, see you, Coach. Yes, yes. Nice so, how's your day been going today? Going good. I'm actually at my girlfriend's Christmas right now, so I snuck away, came upstairs. Ooh. Are they aware you're that this camp. is happening? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, okay. We don't want to get you in trouble now. <laughs> <laughs> Now, Jeff, uh, something we do here um, on Undrafted, uh, we typically ask our guests um, the first question. What does the word undrafted mean to you? Hmm. See, I've been watching every podcast, so I've been trying to think of it. Hey, let's go. Okay. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah, let's so, go. Uh, thank you. Undrafted. I've been thinking about it lately. A word that comes to mind is try harder. Okay. That makes sense. You know, you okay. hear undrafted, you're like, okay, I should maybe try harder, or that person should try harder. And, you know, that's what I think undrafted means. Okay. Try and have you, have you ever felt uh, undrafted or, or counted out or that you needed to try harder at a certain uh, skill or sport or segment? I mean, all the time. I'm sure everybody can relate to that. So whether it's somebody um, – beat you to the line in the store you know you're like oh okay i gotta try harder to beat them like even little things like that so i mean yes i felt that everyone has yeah definitely definitely um merry christmas by the way <laughs> definitely uh definitely hearing your you know your story when we when we got together and you know and melly told us a little bit about your story i definitely i definitely got a lot of undrafted vibes from from what you've been through you know mm -hmm. so so definitely i know that the word undrafted it definitely has played an a big impact in, in all three of our lives. So I'm excited, you know, to, to hear a little bit more about, you know, your story and, and what, and kind of dissect that word a little bit more and, and go into yeah. the importance of, of hard work and, and knowing what you want, regardless of if you're being unnoticed or, or if you were quote unquote undrafted. <laughs> yeah. I was born my single mom. We lived in a trailer. 
Um, so, you know, you see all these stories on TV when you were younger, when I was younger, and all these people, you know, that have made it to sports, made it coaching, whether, you know, rappers, country, music artists in general, they've all, you know, not all of them, but some of them came from bad places. And, you know, so growing up, I was always like, I could do that. I could be, I could be on the camera one day. I could be famous, all this stuff. And um, that's always in the back of my head, kind of, is, you know, thinking about becoming in front of a camera. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's just always in my head. And, you know, it's, I sit here and I look down because just thinking about everything that's happened so far and where I've came from, it's just like, I can't even look people in the face sometimes because it's so amazing to me. Like, I'm like, okay, I can't, it's too great to share. <laughs> like Bad circumstances like that would normally trump uh, uh, anybody else. Uh, what, I guess, kept you going and pushed you through uh, to get to where you wanted to get to? It's, it's always been my mom. Um, okay. Yeah. So she passed away in 2016 from breast cancer. And even before, you know, everything happened with the breast cancer, she's always been there for me. Obviously, being single mom, you know, she's been there. And yeah. so everything I've I've done is just, you know, a reflection of her. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so. nah, yeah, it's it's definitely good to have a, a family support system, especially when they're supportive of you. Oftentimes, you know, and I'll tell my kids too, hey, not all the time is family supportive and sometimes they might hate, sometimes they might be jealous. Sometimes mm -hmm. they may just, just because it may not be them, but it's always good to have somebody, you know, to push you, get to where you need to get to. So that's your mom, but I, I can definitely tell that the influence that she had on you, it still carries to you today. My question is regarding how important um, is family regarding the situation that, you know, your job and what you, you know, what you've been going through. I know that, you know, you're kind of in a different aspect of, you know, getting guys to try to go to college, to, you know, try to go pro. How, do, how important is that family background to to these kids who may not have it and 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 are presented with different you know different situations or different opportunities and or may not get that opportunity yeah um so the first thing when i go to a new program or have new kids come to our program um i usually try to kind of get a note on the ones that don't have a good family life and those are the first ones i gravitate towards um because I know what it's like, obviously, and just connecting with them and bringing their better self and becoming a better player as it goes, you know, because as I'm talking to them, they're like, yeah, my old coaches, you know, they didn't care. Old coaches, blah, blah, blah. And it just goes on and on. Yeah. And I'm like, well, you know, I care about you. Like, I'm not going to be here getting paid, you know, however little I'm getting paid for nothing. <laughs> like, yeah. like, I'm here to, you know, care about you guys not just as a player you know of course and and plus i can relate to almost i've been through almost everything like somebody could go through in their life so i can relate to almost every kid and it's pretty nice i've been told um <laughs> i'm a player's coach that's what they say all the time no matter where i'm at i'm i'm good <laughs> yeah so could you tell us then a typical day then that you would go through whether it's at uh central point christian um, just walk us through, I guess, a typical day and maybe even go into what, it, what your hardest days might look like. 
Yeah, so a normal day, I'll, I'll just go with Central Point. Um, so what we would do, we, I would wake up at 7.30, take a shower. Mm -hmm. um, 8 o'clock, we would get, or not 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, we would get in the van, drive to practice, which was an hour away um, due to COVID. And um, yeah, so we drive to practice. Mm -hmm. I practice 10 to 4. One hour of it is in the weight room. The rest is like skill development, a lot of shooting. And okay. then we would go to lunch at um, UCF campus. Uh, there's a place called Nitros. We would go there and eat. It's a buffet style. Uh, after that would be my little time of rest. I would go home and rest for like two hours, then take the guys to dinner, same place, UCF. And then I would go home, go to sleep, do the same thing the next day. What does it look like for you guys? So we're, we're just looking for somebody that, you know, wants to play, wants to go to college. That's I mean, that's everybody's main goal when you go post-grad yeah. is to go to college. And so we want somebody that will work hard, you know, listen to the coaches. And the thing is, with post-grad, it's usually the kids that have, you know, either bad grades or they want to improve their game or they've gone through something bad. So a lot of the kids do have attitude problems, like more more relevant than other high school program type things yeah. and so you know it's just to make them better people and get them to college no matter what so yeah that's awesome so we, we always teach them you know daily life skills I, I'm really big on it um mm -hmm. I used to if they didn't <laughs> if they didn't do the dishes or something I would say okay we're not going to have air for like 15 minutes in the van on the way to practice just okay. because you guys you gotta be can't be dirty you know what I'm <laughs> <saying>? <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah no I mean I, that. nobody yeah. you know, was getting hurt or anything <laughs> No. Yeah. I mean, I, I like that though, because it's, you know, you're kind of disciplining, even if it's just in the smallest way you're disciplining, you know, you're, 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 you're showing like life values within that program. I guess I, listening to what you were saying, how hard is it to get, to coach very good talent, but bad discipline? <laughs> if that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? I know, I know it's kind of a broad question, but how, how hard is it to coach that, you know, cause I'm pretty sure you have not only athletes, but you have guys who can play the game of basketball. So oh, yeah. You know, so how how hard is it to, to to have you know somebody that can that can hoop at such a high level, but it's so hard to get him to, to the classroom, or it's so hard to get him to stay out of trouble. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it, everything has its struggle, no matter what type of player. He could be the best best person in the world, but there's always going to be at least one minor problem. So, I mean, for me, that's why I said I always try to connect with the players, especially the ones that come from the worst background first, and then grads towards the ones that are easier to be along with. Because we want everybody to develop, <laughs> develop into a great, you know, human being. And so that's why I always try those little lessons or I'll pull the best player aside. I'm like, you know, this won't work in college. You know, that won't work in life general. And, you know, usually they like, OK, this this is the only coach talking to me about this. Like, let's gravitate towards that. And then so I'll share with the other coaches and they'll be like, OK. I know what to do now. <laughs> is there something specifically that you're looking for or something that um, that says it's kind of like an aha, okay, this is how I'm going to connect with this kid or this is how we're going to, uh, you know, be cool? Yeah, so usually, usually when I see one of the kids that maybe have a similar background, they'll be either extra loud <laughs> okay. or they'll be extra quiet. So, like, they'll sit back and not want to talk to anybody. Or they'll be like, hey, like, I'm better than all of you guys. Like, I've been doing this forever. Or they'll just be loud. Yeah. And you'll be like, okay, like, you know, that guy's good. But, you know, there might be a reason why he's acting that way. It could just be because that's how he is. But nine times out of the ten, 
um, what I found out is that it's usually an issue that's happened in the past that makes him want to be so loud or be okay. so quiet. Every coach kind of goes through an instance where like the athlete might doubt them and in, in what they say, or might think that they may know better just because they're out on the floor. Have you ever experienced that? And, and what do you say, I guess, if you have? Yeah. Um, so it's happened a lot, obviously, because, you know, I'm not the typical, you know, coach. Like I like I played basketball, but not to the level of a lot of coaches have. Okay. So, you know, usually players will gravitate ones that played in college or played pro. They won't go to the guy that was, you know, oh, he was just like a student manager or something. You know, they won't gravitate towards that or listen. So, yeah. like, sometimes they'll disrespect you. Like, I won't I won't say his name because I love the kid. And yeah. he, he's playing at a D1 right now, very good D1. But yeah. one time, like, we had the players that were injured. They would clean the court. And um, if somebody fell, if there was sweat, the injured players would be on that, not the coaches. So I'm doing scoreboard. Somebody falls. There's a wet spot. And uh, so the player looks at me. He's like, that's your job. You're going to go clean it up? And, like, dead serious. He's not, like, joking. <laughs> he's like, that's your job, right? I'm like, no, it's not my job. Like, I mean – I would do it, yes, but right yeah. now we have the injured players. They're not doing anything, so they're going to clean. That's yeah. what we had at the program. And so he, he's like, you have too much ego, all this stuff. And, you know, we got in a back and forth, which I shouldn't have done. But at the time, I was like, oh, what the heck? And we got back and forth. I was like, no, you're the one with the ego. <laughs> and we got yeah. back and forth. <laughs> but we're cool now. We were cool that night, actually, after practice. Yeah. And so I wanted to – ask you because you did say mentioning about a d1 and i kind of have an idea who could it be but i'm not going to say obviously i was going to ask can we guess can we guess no. who this person is? i didn't want to go there off air off air not to call it the dude but i mean in that aspect of kids that know they are good and respectfully good too you know um and had attitude adjustments as well i wanted to ask you also about the um the relationship that you have with Lamelo ball and as well as, you know, your experience at Spire, what was that like? Um, it's just tremendous enough to even see you on like, you know, those little YouTube channels and be able to see you like, oh, there's coach Jeff Metz, you know, like, <laughs> you know, it's just awesome to hear your story. And I'm really intrigued to find out your Spire experience as well as your relationship with LaMelo Ball and Jermaine Jackson Sr. Yeah. So um, with LaMelo, my relationship, we don't talk all the time. Like, obviously, you know, he's a busy guy. Oh, yeah. He's probably one of the coolest kids, you know? <laughs> like, okay. um, I was there two weeks prior to him coming. And so I remember Jermaine comes in the coach's office, and he's like, yeah, we got a big-time player coming. We're like, oh, all the coaches are like, oh, wow, okay. <laughs> and then I think it was a week later, we had to have a staff meeting at Spire. And we're like, okay, everything's going to change now. There's going to be, like, TV cameras. There's going to be this, this, that. And we're like, okay, and like we're proud to introduce, we're going to have LaMelo Ball. And I'm sitting there like, what did he just say? <laughs> like, this is, a, you know, everybody's watched him grow up. And, you know, you're sitting there like, okay, LaMelo Ball. So I, <laughs> I was like, okay, LaMelo Ball. That's all I kept saying in my head. I'm like, okay, that's cool. But we still got our other kids to worry about. Like, obviously, LaMelo is going to bring a lot of talent. Yeah. We still got our other kids to worry about. Yeah. yeah. And was there any pushback from those other kids that Lamella was coming? No. You know. You know how excited they were once they heard Lamella was coming. 
man. Okay. <laughs> they just didn't care anymore. They just said, "Think you can take my spot." Is that what they said? <laughs> it wasn't even that. It was just like it was just surreal because I mean, some of the players already knew of Lamelo or maybe came across them like Rocket Watts, Isaiah Jackson, because yeah. they're always you know. They always they've had their blue check mark i think for a while you know what i mean on instagram True. so you know they all know each other i think <laughs> um so i mean it was it was it was cool like yeah. you know just to have lamello come i remember i i was doing something and i walked in the coach's office the day lamello got there and there's just a whole bunch of bags on the floor and there's like a it was like a Gucci or a Louis Vuitton bag, and I'm like, oh, he's yeah, here. Yeah. <laughs> That's his bag. I know it. Of course. <laughs> is there uh, is there is there something that um about him, you know, that you've got to know that that you know from us outsiders we may misjudge about him? Um, he's really down to earth. Like, <laughs> like he knows what he wants. He uh just like with the high school, he wanted to go back to high school. That's why he came to Spire. He wanted to go to college, but, you know, a lot of things played into that. So he couldn't go yeah. to college. And, you know, it's it's uh, funny because he cares a lot. I mean, he doesn't really he doesn't care what people say, you know, but he cares about his he cares about his education. I saw that you had mentioned that um, even in the on the bench during a game, he eats Skittles. And yeah, so bananas. before the game, he would have some Skittles and a banana. Usually, it was I only seen it like a couple times, but that one picture <laughs> we have, he had the banana and the Skittles, and I remember the crowd behind me, it was packed. Mm. And they're all yelling like, that's all he eats is Skittles and banana, that's why he's so skinny. And like, oh, <laughs> and it was funny because I'm just like, man, these people are wild. They just yeah, they're wild. <laughs> the other question that I want to like dive into more is the Spire experience as well as your connection to Jermaine Jackson Sr. What was going on? How'd you get that opportunity? What happened to you? Like, describe us, you know, that testimony of that portion. So Jermaine, great guy, a great coach. Like, he know again, he's just like LaMelo. He knows what he wants. And as soon as, actually, as soon as LeVar got there, he talked to Jermaine. And I think they probably were already talking before he got there. But LeVar and Jermaine are kind are like this because they think the same. They're like the same person. Awesome. <laughs> and, like, and it was so cool because, you know, LeVar, you know, thinks his kids are the best. And as he should, he's just their father, you know. And they are pretty good. <laughs> like, he's not wrong. They are really good. And Jermaine, Jermaine, as soon as he saw Lamelo, even prior before he came, he knew Lamelo would be a pro, because he, he's a pro. Like yeah. you can tell players that are going to be pro, and ones that aren't. Like starting at middle school, you can kind of get a, a, a what do yeah. you want to say? A, yeah. a sense. A sense, yes. Yeah. Because like I know some players that you know, let's say Julian Newman, for example. You know, everybody's like, oh, yeah, he's the best. He went viral, all this stuff. But is he going to go to the league? Probably not. But LaMelo went viral, all this stuff. You're like, yeah, LaMelo's going to go, especially if yeah. he gets taller because, you know, he used to be short. Yeah. And now he's especially got tall. And now that, like, oh, yeah, it's over. And that's how Jermaine always felt. And Jermaine will always keep it 100. That's what <laughs> he's he's phenomenal coach, too. <laughs> like at Spire, you know, we did plays, did all that stuff. But let's be honest, when you have a group that we had for the high school team, you know, there's not a sense of good doing too many plays because, you know, these guys know how to play basketball where you're like, here, you go, LaMelo facilitate 12 assists a game. Or I think he averaged like 12 or 13 a game at Spire. Like he's, then you have Rocket, you know, does his little jab step. Yeah, <laughs> He gets everybody on. He's a killer, man. I like him, yeah. 
Isaiah catching alley-oops, Myron Gardner alley-oops. Um, Is that number 16? Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. Okay, I remember him. He's Myron good. was a great kid too. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a funny guy. You're right. And Jermaine's so smart. When he wrote, when he did a play, it would work. So if we needed a basket right then and there, Jermaine would be like, da 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 da. Boom! It works. Yeah. <laughs> he would, like yeah. that's why I say like every time I talk about coaches that I, it's been an honor to be under. It was Jermaine. Jermaine's one of the top guys. He'd take we'd go places, all of us, and we'd chill at his house. You know, eat our food that we got, and you know he would talk, always talk basketball. That's all. If Jermaine's like, if you're going to be over here, we're at least going to do something. So he'd be like, Jeff, draw me a play real quick or draw me one of these plays. Coach T, draw one of these plays. You get it wrong, you better study it up because in practice, I'm going to make you run it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I, think that's, I think that's cool, though, because he instilled that confidence in you and he was able to be that leader to you. You know, and I'm, and I'm sure that you've learned so much from him. So I oh, feel like, yeah. you know, I feel like he was testing you in a good way, though. Like he was letting you know, like, hey, you know, like how you said he, he's about that. He knows what he wants always mm -hmm. talking basketball but at the same time it's like you know i'm out it seems from what you're telling me that he was super super chill and super willing to 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 fill you in on that knowledge <laughs> no but i wanted to ask you like what was it like to meet like a people person like lavar because i've always wanted to go to a pop-up shop too just to meet him because he just seems just so warm and welcoming like humble you know and i like that about him so much lavar is cool yeah. <laughs> like people had such a misconception on who he is. He he just wants what's best for his sons, you know, mm -hmm. like no matter what, that's all he wants. It's not like he's trying to do it to say, hey, I'm better than you. He will. Yes, we're better than you. He'll say that. But <laughs> never no. lost. <laughs> <laughs> but he's so cool. He um, he, he uh, before games, like when we had our little meeting before games with all the players and stuff and like in the hotel lobby, LeVar would come in and sit there and he'll say a few words, you know, to the guys to motivate them. And, mm. you know, he cared about every player, not just his son. He cared about all of us. And it was funny when I first said like LaMelo was coming to our program, I put it like on my Facebook, everything. Multiple people were like, oh, good luck. It's LeVar's team now. Okay. And no, it wasn't that because, like I said, Lavar and Jermaine, same person. So yeah. Lavar's like, Jermaine, you got this. Like, I'm gonna say my stuff, but Jermaine knows what he's doing. Yeah. And yeah. Jermaine does. That's what. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of person is this? Because Jermaine has his own kids, his own family in Detroit, mm -hmm. and he's like, you know what? What person do you know is just gonna leave his whole family to come with my son? That's what Lavar said. And so he's like, you gotta love Jermaine, you know. Because not many people are going to leave their own family to take care of another kid, you know, that's not his own. <laughs> we try to do something kind of more chill and, and and vibe a little bit here towards the end of our program. And it's called a game that we came up with. It's called This or That. So kind of, you know, just getting a little loose and, and trying to have a little bit of fun here towards the end of our um of our show. So we came up with some questions um, for you uh you kind you get you get a chance to choose either this one or that one so hopefully we can have a little bit of fun with it and and let's see uh, your takes on it for sure <laughs> all right so my first question is gonna be we're gonna do a little imaginary shot clock here and kind of do a little rundown you know like pti <laughs> all right my first question since we are in the christmas spirit are you more of a christmas guy or thanksgiving type of guy christmas <laughs> okay okay christmas all right my second one are you between the debate especially this year is going to be really interesting it might be the finals as well are you the kd type of guy or a lebron fan 
I got to go with Katie. Jermaine was actually friends with Katie, so they would always talk on the phone. And oh, wow. I'd walk in the office and I'd be like, he's talking to Kevin Durant. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> you know, so, yeah. So, I mean, I'm Katie all the way. Katie's very good. So is LeBron, but I'm going to go Katie. Katie. Okay. Okay. Yeah, he's looking pretty looking pretty, pretty serious. Those 500 days off that he got is, is definitely helping. <laughs> regular. Just want to just wanna brag that I have them both on Fantasy, Kyrie and I don't know Katie, how you did so. that. I really don't know. <laughs> what were we doing? I really don't know. I have LeBron. I have LeBron, but I feel like he's going to tank a lot. But that's neither here nor there. All right. My uh, my third question is Coke or Pepsi? Pepsi. Okay. I feel like you were going to say neither, which is fine, too. <laughs> um, okay. Are you more, since we are in winter, are you kind of, you like this winter or are you more of a summer guy? I know you were in Orlando. Summer guy. But I'm okay. moving back to Indiana, which is okay. cool. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna have like that twelve inches of snow here soon. <laughs> um all right, this is this is a this is a tough one. I didn't know if I wanted to ask you this one, but nope. I'm gonna ask it regardless. <laughs> Are you uh Lamello or Lonzo? Lamello. Okay. Uh, <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> I, I was kind of skeptical when I, when I wanted to ask that one, but I was like, ah, whatever, I'll ask it. <laughs> Alrighty, uh do you like college or NBA more? And why? I mean, I, I watch them both equally because now with LaMelo and the NBA, I know people in both categories. Yeah. So I, I love and watch both because obviously my main goal is to get kids to college. So obviously I love college because yeah. I'm watching these guys transform into who they can be. And, yeah. you know, and now with LaMelo and the NBA. Yeah, <laughs> so, for sure. Now you get the best of That's a hard worlds. question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My next one is uh, you like Puma or Nike or BBB? Don't laugh. What's that laugh, Kevin? I'll come through this camera right now. Shout out to Cody Lytle. Shout out. No, I was just saying the BBB the the BBB shoes didn't really last. That's why I kind of I kind of like you know. Hey, that's not Puma. Puma. All right, you know I like Puma too. All right, my uh my second to last question is: Whenever you eat cereal, do you pour the cereal first, or are you a milk pourer first? Cereal. I don't know who does milk. Cereal. Okay. I was about to say, this determines our relationship moving forward. If it's milk, one of our guests has said the same thing. Every one of our guests has said the same thing. I don't know who pours cereal first, but I mean, you never know. I think we can make it a thing. Lovett stuttered. He, 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 yeah, he hesitated. Yeah, he hesitated first on, guess, on, the, on the milk cereal. But that that's one of the life way. lessons I would. I, that's one of the life lessons I would share with my players. If I walk downstairs and I'd seen one of the kids putting milk in first, I would say, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa. pour it back or dump it." I don't know. Drink it real quick and redo it. No, no, I agree. I agree. And then our last question is: I'm interested to hear this one. Is your top five of all time? If you could create a top five of all time. And you could be like, this is my team. We can beat anybody. I'm coaching it. Who would it be? Huh. Let's see. So at the center. Okay. We're going center first. Okay. Center, I'm going to go where it's probably Hakeem. Okay. Good work. Um, Hakeem, the dream. The dream. (laughs) Um, At one of the forward spots, I would probably – and I'm going to say this – because I like him, but also my girlfriend's dad loves him. So I'll say Larry Bird. <laughs> okay. okay. That's four, you're going to put him at the four? Yeah. And then you okay. put him at the four? I put him at the four. Okay. Okay. I, I said that because the other night he asked me my top five. And I was like, oh, okay. Wow. 
and okay. I didn't say Larry Bird. And my girlfriend, was like, he was a little mad, but <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so Larry Bird, um, Indiana legend. Yeah, in Indiana, so that's where yeah. I'm from. Yeah, for sure. Um, you guys too. We'll go shooting guard, Michael Jordan. Point guard, I like uh, John Stockton. Because, you okay. know, he like the guest you guys had on last time. Who was that? Said John Stockton. I can't remember. Uh, Coach yeah. Miner. Yeah. And Coach Miner, great guy. I've been talking to him on Instagram. Um, nice. But, uh, yeah, probably him. Because, like he said, he's always ready to go. And, yeah. <laughs> like, no matter what. Never gets hurt. Never gets hurt. I don't know. And uh, that's the three spot. Who would I put? Gosh darn it. Um, you know what? I'm going to move. Actually, I'm going to move Mike to the three just because. And I'm going to put LaMelo at shooting guard. Hey, <laughs> oh, wow. Let's go. Hey, we be loyal up in here. Yeah, you got to stay yeah. loyal. And I'm, I'm always going to be loyal. loyal. Yes, sir. <laughs> I know Daniel Daniel was looking at Melo. I don't know if. Yeah. if at least the, you got one. Yeah, you got, got half of it. I don't know if you if you were looking at it because like the shirt was falling or if you were expecting him to say mellow. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I appreciate you, coach. So for me personally, thank you. Um, if you guys want to follow um, right here, it's uh, at coach Me- coach Jeff Metz. I know it's down there. So give him a follow. And, and like I said, coach, I appreciate, you know, taking your time off, especially during Christmas Eve to um, share all your knowledge and, and the great experiences and people that you've encountered. Thank you. And there, there is one more thing I want to say. Awesome. Um, I say it after any interview, anything I've ever done mm. as of four months ago, <laughs> but I just <laughs> want to shout out my girlfriend, Catherine key. Um, I love her and she's, you know, she really helped save my life. And um, if we ever get another chance to talk, you guys will understand how she's um, saved my life. Yes, amen. Oh, for sure. We're, that, we're for inviting sure. you back for sure. You got to come yes. back. Definitely. You did. So. You definitely just made it interesting. Now, now I want to know. Yeah, but we'll, we'll, we'll keep we'll keep everybody guessing because that that will be a great a great uh, round two that we get to hear. And and I know that you'll definitely be presented with a lot of more opportunities that we'll be able to mm-hmm. to talk about too. Yes, Shout sir. out to Catherine Keys. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thanks a lot, Coach. We are going to let you go for your Christmas Eve evening. We just want to wish you again a Merry Christmas and also a Happy New Year if we don't get to see you again. But for sure, we will be um, supporting you. We'll be posting, promoting you. And we just know that this bond is only going to get stronger. So thank you so much again for being a part of us and our UTP family. It's great to have you. Have a blessed one. Thank you, you guys, too. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Thank you. you. All right. Bye. Man. That was Ooh. that was fun, man. Man, I, I'm still like goosebumped awe in just hearing this man's raw like experience and just like, man, this is amazing. I'm happy for him. Um, yeah. he probably doesn't hear that a lot, but I'm happy for him and just really wish him the best in everything he's encountering here soon, especially with his new job. So thank you again for Jeffrey uh coach Jeff Metz. A lot of coaches are concerned X's and O's and and a lot of staff is concerned about what the coach, the main coach might want. But if, if you have people that are concerned with the kids and constantly checking up on them and, you know, yeah. keeping that balance, that's it's, they, it's really they forget. Dramatic. They forget like they forget that that sometimes not sometimes that it's more than basketball as yeah. well as if you if you give them more than basketball and if you show that you care more than just on the court, they're going to per- if you care off the court, they're going to perform a lot better on the court. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 
man, it's just a great lesson for us all just to really take in to be better coaches, better people, and really know that it's more outside the game, um, but the game connects us. And that's what we can't ever forget. So thank you again, um, Coach Jeff, uh, for all that you do. I think next week is even going to be even more exciting when we're all together in person. Uh, We'll be able to banter more with our fans and with each other. And I'm just really looking forward to New Year's special edition episode next week. So uh, stay tuned, fans. Thank you so much for tuning in with us. We love you guys so much and your support. Before we go, though, we just want to give a couple of shout outs again to our special guest, Coach Jeff Metzger. Thank you for coming on. We appreciate it who is a very special guest and a great testimony that we got to hear. We can't wait to have him again in the future for part two. And also we want to keep you guys posted again, a special invitation for next week's um, undrafted podcast live session for new year's Eve. Join in with us and come through, hang out with us. Come also join the vibe as well as our future secret revealing of <laughs> our podcast radio co-host Kevin the Square Zone. In the Square Zone, baby. Yes, <laughs> yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be fun finally being able to to be together and 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 record and and work out and do all that stuff and and just you know just be together. So hopefully you know everybody mm-hmm. stays tuned. You know we're gonna be on IG live and do all that fun stuff. So. Thank you again, and like uh, thanks again for, uh, for Coach Jeff for being on. Yeah, for sure. All right, undrafted out. This is Mel Tarasi. Danny in your face. Kevy Fat Boy Buckets. <laughs> Peace out, family, and again, Merry Christmas. Merry we'll Christmas. Merry later. Christmas. Adios. Bye.